Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Welcome, 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 my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. For those of you who are brand spanking new to this show, then you might not even know what kind of treat you're in for. We talk about sex and bodies and pleasure and all things yum. So if that's not your bag of fun, then it's time to move on. But if it is your bag of fun, please stick with me. We have a really fun show today all about mirrors and how mirrors can be used to enhance your sex life. I think it's funny that after seven years, so this is my seventh month anniversary um, of the show, and it is so seven years in and I'm celebrating all month because why not? It is July of 2021 and I started the show in July of 2014. Isn't that great? And over 350 episodes later, I think I have never done, in fact, I know I've never done an entire show dedicated to mirrors. I've mentioned them randomly for things to use as healing tools, but I've never sat down and spent an hour delving into the beauty and the contribution that mirrors can be to our sex lives personally through personal play or through play with a partner or hey, group play. Hmm. So, so many choices. Today, we're going to cover things like how to use mirrors as a tool to enhance your self-worth and body love. We're going to cover using mirrors for exploration play and using mirrors as a way to increase arousal during masturbation and using mirrors in partner play and different things like positions that are extra more fun in front of mirrors. Some, some mirror positions can be appear kind of awkward when you're doing them, but in a mirror, they look amazing. So we're going to talk about all that, delve into the mirrors of the mirrors of all of that mirror, mirror on the wall, and we will have some super fun with that. For those of you who are listening and you have questions about this, feel free to call in um, if you really feel like it and you feel like you just want to say hi to me. I'm cool with that too. And if not, well, have a sit back, listen and receive and enjoy the show. So first of all, we're talking about mirrors and mirrors can be anything. Um, in, in my point of view, a mirror does not have to be um, the standard mirror that is like a glass that has a silver coating on the back. A mirror could be anything that's a reflective surface. So that kind of broadens our horizons for mirrors right there. So a mirror as a reflective surface could be a pool like Narcissus looked into. It could be uh, reflective uh, images off of the TV if the TV is off, or sometimes even when your TV is on, that um, the dark, the darkness of the TV has a reflective image. And the different kinds of reflective images will give different nuances to what you're seeing. So it can kind of tap into your creative edge and your creative side by 
looking at different things as reflective um, surfaces. So uh, even glass that might have something in the background or even looking through the window from another side, but you get reflections as well. So there's so many ways, um, as I just looked up and saw a reflection in my, my window of my office, there is a reflection of the light, which always looks different than the image itself. And so reflections are fascinating that way because they do give us a sense of what we're looking at, but they don't give us the exact um, replica of what we're looking at. Even me looking at a camera while I'm working, even though I can see myself, that is another form of mirror reflection. I'm just going to call it that because you're viewing yourself. Uh, so even if you didn't record the video, you could have it um, just running so that you can view. That's one option. Zoom, thank you for that option. So that's something you could do with your Zoom cameras if you wanted and project yourself on a screen, but that's a whole other story. Oh, the many things we can do for, for viewing ourselves and reflecting. So one of the values that I, um, that I find that there's something very valuable about mirrors is that they have been used in different ways to look at ourselves. And if we do take it back to the myth of narcissists have, you know, observing himself for so long that he fell in love, that there is, um, there is something that we can start to find for ourselves, something that we adore, that we're, that we're enchanted by. And oftentimes mirrors can also bring out in us things that maybe we didn't want to see. So back in the day, um, Back in the day, I have to say like 20 years ago or so, I remember hearing a lot more about mirror therapy than I have recently, but it's as even as a way of healing, mirrors can be incredibly potent in having you confront yourself, either emotionally, having conversations with yourself in the mirror, or even just observing yourself, observing your own body language in the mirror can be fascinating as well. Like, how do you hold yourself back? How do you move your body when you're talking to people? And being able to see that in a mirror uh, or, for example, via video is a pretty fascinating um, experience. So first things first, let's talk about why some people avoid mirrors. So a lot of times, and I'm going to talk about this from my own personal experiences, I've avoided mirrors a lot of my, like a lot of my life. I didn't have mirrors around much. Uh, so I have to say probably growing up, I had one mirror in my room, we had maybe two mirrors in the house, two or three mirrors in the house. And uh, those mirrors were often just used as, you know, things, we didn't really think of them much, they weren't like there for decoration, they were functional, right, you need to look at yourself when you're brushing your teeth. So there's a mirror in the bathroom. Um, that's about it. That's about as, as heavy duty as it got. Mirrors weren't really used as a play tool. And so today, the invitation is to look at mirrors as a play tool, because they can be. So how do we have a play tool? And uh, with these things that maybe we're afraid of, we're afraid of using, we don't really want to look at ourselves. OMG, oh my God, I just looked at myself and I look like this. And then all our crap comes in our face and we don't really want to look at ourselves and think about, oh, I, I don't look like so-and-so and this you know, comparisons go on and a lot of self-criticism and judgment go on. Well, one of the ways to do that is to approach it a little differently. So mirrors in general, 
if you understand energy, they contain a lot of energy and they will reflect back to us our own judgments, but they will also kind of hold energy of judgments. So, you know, you could, you could smudge them if you want, you could ask the energy to clear if you want. You could just, as you are washing your mirrors, acknowledge that as you wash them, that every time you clean them, that you are cleaning away all the judgments at the same time. The coolest thing about energy is when you ask for it, it just changes. So it's clear the energy of your mirrors, whether you're doing it in a ritualistic way that you're already aware of, or you literally get out the Windex and as you wipe go, okay, as I'm cleaning, everything that I'm cleaning, please take away all the self judgments and criticisms with this as well. So that's a simple step. So now that we've got our windows cleared, now let's look at the windows as something that we can now used to enhance our lives because we're so used to using them as critiquing tools, as uh, guidelines of how to judge ourselves and compare ourselves to others. So we're gonna just switch that. Why? Because we can. And if we can use them as tools to enhance ourselves and as we look at things like looking at ourselves in the mirror, finding aspects of ourselves and our bodies and even as you start to go through the physical body, you'll start to even tap into personality traits likely that you can know and be grateful for. And as you have gratitude for those things in your body, you're going to enjoy them a heck of a lot more. So, you know, self-love, I wrote it as self-love because most people identify things as self-love. It's written that way in 99.99% of the self-help books. You got to have self-love, but when you truly understand how many layers and depths and understandings of love and how many different um, things like expectations we put on love, when you get that, then you kind of want to switch it up too, so that you can have gratitude. So I'm going to give you an example that if you're looking in the mirror, like for example, um, for those of you watching me on video, I'm looking in my video. And as I look in my video, I could look at myself and I could go, oh my God, my hair is so, uh, it's so awful. Or I could like, I could go there, right? Or I could say, wow, I'm really grateful for the hair that I have today. I'm really grateful that I have hair. Take a stop, breathe it in. So why would you do that? So you want to kind of integrate it into your body, integrate the gratitude. So you can go through a list really fast. I love my hair, I love my eyes, I love my eyebrows, I love my teeth, I love my nose, blah, blah, blah. You could, are you, are you really integrating it? So I'm grateful for my hair, I'm grateful for my eyebrows, I'm grateful for my eyes and my ability to see. I'm grateful for my nose and my ability to smell and I'm grateful for my mouth and my ability to speak and taste. And I'm grateful for my ears and my ability to hear. And I'm grateful for my throat and my ability to swallow. And you see how you can go on and on and on. And as you go through your body, you can denote like what these things do for you too. Like just acknowledge the jobs they've been doing. Your body parts have been doing jobs for you. And if you were an employee of any kind of anything and nobody ever said, thanks for doing a great job, you might get a little bit, I don't know, pissy about doing the job. You might not be so thrilled about doing the job. So Gratitude for all body parts from head to toe and all the functions and jobs they've been doing for you. And as you go through and have the gratitude for all these body parts and thank you for the job you're doing, doing a great job. How much more do you think your body is going to want to work with you and play with you and have fun with you when you have that sense of, of gratitude for all those body parts? So that's top notch. We're going to have gratitude for our body parts. We're going to switch it from the 
the things where we would avoid looking in the mirror to use it as a tool to start to heal. And I've had some pretty incredible healing experiences with mirrors. And I had one where I literally have watched my face transform in front of them. That's a fun challenge is to allow your energy to be, be so present with yourself to the point of being your infinite being in front of you and see what you look like in a mirror may shock you. What I know is when I truly show up, I, my face looks slightly different <laughs> than it does when I don't truly show up. And um, I think I'm far more fascinating looking when I truly show up. So uh, just a challenge. What do I look like when I truly show up? Have a peek in the mirror and see what that looks like. Have gratitude for all this that you have as your body you know, whatever and however your body is showing up, gratitude for all of it and all the jobs it's been doing. Good job, body. Now, we're going to move on from a little bit of that to, you know, I talked about the self-esteem and body level. Part of the self-esteem is that we often don't feel like anybody's grateful for us. So we don't feel so good about ourselves. So that starts with self, self-gratitude, self-love. Thank you so much, body, for doing a great job. Thank you yourself and your own thoughts and ideas for choosing what you've been choosing. So all of these things, you can even do a little daily gratitude for yourself if you want. Get yourself a jar. Put in every day a little thing you're grateful for for yourself so that you can look back in a week or two weeks or three weeks when you're having a down day and you can look back at how much you know about you and how much you actually appreciate and care about you. So get yourself a jar. Get yourself some gratitude notes going. I know that when I do this um, this this particular tool with uh, couples that I coach, their their like gratitude for each other and their appreciation of each other and their desire to be with each other exponentializes like so much. And it's such a beautiful thing to know and watch um, in people that when they're choosing to be grateful how much of a difference that makes and how different it is from saying I love you and how different it is from um, other things that we might say on a regular basis. But gratitude is one that we often forget. So gratitude for your body, gratitude for yourself. Keep note of these things. The daily practice of gratitude in front of the mirror can be super helpful for your body, especially if your body is trying to give you messages through pain or distress or stress that when you go through your body and you have gratitude for it, you're actually taking the time and the moment to be present with those areas that are calling out to you. They're calling out and creating pain. So when, um, when you take that moment to stop and listen, you can hear what they're saying to you. And sometimes they're telling you that you're super aware and that your body's super aware and it's picking up other stuff. However, you'll get that when you take that moment to stop and breathe and be present. So this is all fun and games. Now we're connecting with our bodies in the mirror. What else are we gonna do? We're gonna get silly fun with them because what? This is the pleasure zone, folks. So this is where we talk about sex and this is where we're gonna take it to the next level in the next segment. And we're gonna talk about what to do with yourself in front of a mirror, other than the gratitude. We're gonna move the next step beyond gratitude into pleasure. So stay tuned. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. And we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time 
for a totally different sexual evolution. Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Milica Jelenic, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Milica Jelenic, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email. Info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Today we are talking about mirrors. Mirror, mirror on the wall. How are you today? So, we're talking about that. And why? Because mirrors for me are something that I avoided most of my life. And why? Why? Because I was so self-critical that I didn't even want to look in one. And I had decided that I had compared myself to everybody else in the world and I could see their beauty, but for the love of God, I couldn't see any in myself. So it was, the year was 2013. No, actually the year was 2014, mere months before I actually got this show. It was February of 2014 that I had like a life altering experience that involved a mirror. And it was all personal, it was all me, and it was um, mind-boggling, mind-busting, um, self-awareness extravaganza that I pulled out of my universal self, my infinite being, and like transformed something that was so deeply rooted in me about self-loathing that changed dynamically like overnight. It was it wasn't even overnight. It was over an afternoon. And it was, uh, it was uh, amazing, actually. And it was um, instigated by being in a room full of people who were also choosing something greater at the time as well. And so gratitude for all of that, for sure. And the amazing um, opportunity and possibilities that brought for me. So my body can now, before I couldn't feel it, but after that uh, experience, my body could actually become highly aware of people who were grateful for me as well. And so now it's almost like I have a beacon of like, I know if you're grateful for me or not. And the coolest thing is, is I used to not have a clue, but now I fully am aware of it. And it's fun when, you know, sometimes people are like, 
I'm grateful for you, but then they're really not. And it's okay because that's the level of having gratitude, but it's cool when you know it, you, you just know it. So you don't have to like, and some people don't say it often to you, but you know it because the way they say it, the energy is there, which is so totally different when somebody has the truth and the energy behind it, you know it. And sometimes they show it in different ways by showing up for you in ways that you needed them to show up for you, right? So that is gratitude can be coming in so many, so many different ways. So this mirror experience I had, what it did was it um, it had me become so absolutely um, appreciative of everything, the entire universe, like every drop of rain, every, it was like, it was like something out of the movie Lucy before the movie Lucy came out, I think, or maybe just around that time. It just blew my life open and I'm so grateful for it. So um, other than to explain it, it was just a highly transformative personal healing experience that I went through where I allowed myself to fully receive the infinite being I was pretty much elevated off of the bed, um, didn't know that was possible, and had my own body uh, completely transform, like my rib cage cracked, my body cracked open, my um, chest changed, my breasts changed shape, and this all happened within a few hours. It was pretty remarkable. So when people are like, well, I don't know if I can have change. I'm like, well, it depends on how fast and how extreme you want it. If you're willing to have your rib cages crack open and your entire body shift dimensions and cool. Are you ready for that? If you are awesome, sweet stuff, connect with me. I'm happy to uh, open that world up for you. So, um, and my body, uh, I became more and more aware of how my body can absolutely transform and seeing it in mirrors is really fun to do. So I, when I, this year, while I was having uh, students in my home for pod classes, they wanted to know how do we transform our bodies? So, um, so we spent a few days where they would stand in front of mirrors and ask their bodies to morph. And they thought it was the funniest thing in the world. Like they, I love kids who don't have a point of view about this stuff and it's all play and they could just watch their bodies transform and thought it was the greatest hoot of all time. So I know it's possible. And, you know, you can be logical if you want and get into your brain and like how and whatever. Well, it's not for you. If you need to go to logic, this isn't for you. If you're willing to like be an explorer and receive, then this is for you. So this whole transformation that mirrors can offer you is dynamic. So let's start with pleasure of self in front of mirrors. First, first of all, I want to know how many of you actually get naked in front of a mirror every night of your life, do you strip down fully naked and look at yourself in front of the mirror? Because if not, that's where we're starting. And that's a big one. And I bet you, a lot of you, even though you're my pleasure seekers, are not doing that all the time. So when you stand in front of the mirror, you know, when you've gone through the gratitude of yourself and you're standing in front of the mirror and you might be wearing clothes at the time, I want you to appear in front of the mirror and do the same thing stark naked. Now, if you don't have a full length mirror, you can always adjust the mirror to like put it top to bottom so that you can, you can see yourself in the mirror. You can see the reflection and you're going to go through those parts again. Say you're grateful, take a pause, be grateful for the job that it's done for you. 
take another pause and integrate it. So other ways to integrate, breathing is a great way for integration. Um, movement is another way for integration. So you can walk around, you could say you're grateful, take a few steps around, go back and find something else you're grateful for about your body. By the end of the process, I would hope that you would find something you're grateful for about every single atom in your body. And at some point you become so grateful for your body and being that nothing is separate, but oftentimes we have these judgments of certain parts and like, but you're not changing and I want you to look like this. Hey, you've, you've locked something in there. So now it's time to be grateful for it and all the functions it's done and performed for you. You know, like if you've, if you've got a belly and you're like, it's not changing. And ladies, if you've had babies and you've had a belly, thank it for the job it's done. Thank you so much. You did an amazing job. In that belly, you've also got intestines that have been working and moving through all kinds of stuff. Thanks for the job. You've done a great job, right? So take a deep breath, integrate, and let it move through. Bodies are geniuses. They are so incredibly morphable if you allow them to be. But if you need to get overly logical with them and you're a mind tripper, it's going to be a little bit harder because you got to think too much to make it happen. You're not really letting it integrate. So it becomes a little more tricky. So if you're looking for magic, there's no logic behind magic. So that's going to be tricky. But if you aren't looking for logic and you're looking for experience, you're looking for possibilities and you're looking for miracles, that can show up. You just got to take a little bit of logic out of the way for a minute and let the fun show up and let the pleasure show up. Pleasure is not all that logical either. Yes, we have responders that go through our body and triggers things in the brain and then dopamine gets released and endorphins get released. We have some kind of logic behind it. Is it, is it logical why it happens? No. Do we require this? No. It just shows up because we're lucky. Why, why are we lucky? We chose embodiment. That's why we're lucky. So that's one fun thing. So I'm, I'm digressing a lot, but um, mirrors. So we're getting naked in front of the mirrors, being grateful for all of our body. And you're going to do that every night, every night of your life for the rest of your life. Get a mirror and get naked in front of it and thank your body for all of its, all of its, whatever it's showing up as. Step two for self and the body and mirrors is step two is all I want you to do is touch your body, not even self-pleasure, but I want you to touch your body in front of a mirror. And what does it look like to have your own hands on your body, whether it's on your head, whether it's on your face, whether it's on your neck, whether it's on your breasts, whether it's on your belly, whether it's on your genitals, whether it's on your legs or your feet. It's no different. I want you to touch your body from head to toe and stand in front of the mirror and stop and receive watching yourself, touching yourself, no stimulation required in front of the mirror. That's step two. So step one, just get naked, appreciate, acknowledge your body. Step two, you're going to stand in front of the mirror, touch yourself, acknowledge your body touching yourself and the emotions that are going through you and what's coming up as you touch your head or you touch your face or you touch your breasts or you touch your genitals. What comes up for you? Is there fears or awkwardness? What is it? And then take deep breaths and let it go. Just breathe it out. It's, it can be that simple. So as you 
as you do these deep breathings, it'll start to actually relax your body so that you don't have to be in panic mode or sadness or sometimes traumas will arise as well. And by all means, if there's been trauma or sexual abuse in your life and you go to touch your body, this might give you visual cues or reminders of something that you'd seen um, you know, when the abuse occurred. So these visual cues might bring stuff up. That's normal especially if there's been trauma or abuse. And if you need to be walked through that, I'd love you to connect with me and we can walk through that together. And so you can release from some of those traumas and really enjoy yourself and really enjoy looking at your body and touching your body in front of a mirror with no expectations, with no um, hidden agendas, just touching yourself and no pleasure required. Once you've gotten comfortable with that scenario, I want you to move on forward to stimulation. So number three is while you're looking in front of a mirror, standing, sitting, lying, if you've got mirrors on your ceiling, lie down and have a checkout on that. If you've got like doors in your bedroom for uh, closets, they were really big in the 90s. I had some in my room. I had like giant sliding mirror doors. They were lovely. I learned a lot about my body back then too. And then some stuff happened and my body went into trauma mode. So, um, so get the mirrors so that you can be comfortable in your body around them, whether you're standing, lying, whatever you're doing, sitting. And find a position that's comfortable to stimulate yourself. And that doesn't mean you have to be jacking off guys or stroking your clip girls or fingering yourself. It doesn't mean that. Stimulate yourself. What does that mean? Well, it could mean anything from touching your own nipples to the point where you feel aroused. It could be touching your own arm until you feel aroused. So the first step was touching yourself with no hidden agenda. The second this next step, this third step is to find what it's like to see yourself actually stimulating yourself in front of a mirror. So that could be anything because everybody has different pleasure zones. So it's to look at the pleasure zones that work for you. And it'll also maybe give you a different view on some pleasure zones that you might not have considered. Like maybe looking in the mirror, you never even noticed this part of your body before, just under your ears, on your neck. And you're like, wow, that's a really cool spot. And just touching it slightly is like, can be very arousing for some people and very much a turn off for others. But if it's very arousing, then just letting yourself experience what it's like to see yourself while you are stroking yourself in the mirror. Step number next, what are we on, four or five? I don't even know. This is where you're actually going to masturbate in front of a mirror and allow yourself to keep your eyes open while you have an orgasm so that you can see what you look like having an orgasm. Yeah, there's a fun challenge. And the big part, don't judge what you look like. Don't try and make the perfect face that you've seen in porn. Don't try and like make the sexy face. Just show up and see yourself having an orgasm. And have that energy from the mirror reflect back to you. Now, if you've got lots of mirrors in your room and you've got um, orgasmic energy going from one mirror to the next, back and forth, back and forth, and it's like hitting the mirrors and bouncing off all over the place energetically, freaking stellar. It's like having an orgasm in a house of mirrors. I can only imagine 
how that could almost knock you out. That's just my sense of the energy of it. So that sounds delightful. Um, maybe there's like a sexy house of mirrors around somewhere and you can get lost in it and like masturbate your way through the whole sexy house of mirrors. Now, if it doesn't exist, I would like to know if somebody would like to build one and invite me there. That would be fantastic. Um, you know where to find me. You find me through the pleasure zone. You find me on my website, melitzajelenik.com. Message me about your sexy house of mirrors. I am so there. And my friend uh, who's producing tonight, she's coming with me. We are taking a Selma and Louise road trip for that one. So just let me know. So we're heading to our next commercial break. And you know what we're talking about next? A little bit more self-pleasure, but there's a little bit of an addition. We're going to bring in a playmate. What's that going to be like? So stay tuned for that. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich where she will entice you and your body to know your own Pleasure Zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows, along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email. Info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. So, just before break, we were talking about a bit of a process to build yourself into the exploration of masturbating in front of the mirror. Now, 
I know some of you think, well, what's put up with the process? And it's like, get out there and do it. But for people who are actually doing this for a healing process, I'm giving you the step-by-step because every one of those steps, whether it's just standing in front of the mirror and observing your body and going through all of the things um, that you are judging about it, and then step stepping into step two, where you will get naked and do that. And step three, where you touch your body with no hidden agenda. And then like step four, where you actually touch yourself and, and view yourself with arousal. And then step five, actually, actually giving yourself an orgasm, observing it and not judging it. Those are all, they're not meant for pornos. They're meant for healing and they're meant for having a greater sense of sexual um, identity, greater sense of awareness, greater sense of um, empowerment. That's what this is for. This is not for making the greatest porn ever because this porn is not oriented towards healing. Just saying. So, so that was that's what we're talking about there. Now, if we take those same five steps and we translate them into partner play, what you can do is you can be each other's mirror. What? Or you can use mirrors and stand in front of them, the both of you, and do the same thing. You can do it. So do it for yourself first. And then if you're going to do it with a partner, do it with your partner while standing in front of a mirror. So what would that look like? So here's me and here's my partner. And for those of you who are watching on video, you'll notice my partner's my hand. And quite often, my sweet hand is my partner, and that's all good. So um, she doesn't have a name. She's just my play friend. And so... When, you're, when you've got your partner play, you could be like, hi, I think you're beautiful. Or you can actually say, I am so, so you could say, I, I think you're beautiful. And the person will be like, oh, that's nice. Thanks, whatever. And then sometimes judgment will come up. So um, this is where it's really good to notice the difference between your commentaries and your gratitude. So you could come up with, I think you're beautiful. And I think you're so sexy and you're such a hottie those commentaries last about 15 seconds because they usually have judgments and agendas behind them. So we switch that to, I'm so grateful for you. I'm so grateful that you have such a beautiful face and I'm so grateful that you have hair and I'm so grateful that you have the eyes that you have. And I'm so grateful that you have the ears that you have. And I'm so grateful that you have the mouth that you have. And I'm so grateful that you have the neck that you have and the shoulders and the breasts and I'm so grateful for your belly and I'm so grateful for your pussy and I'm so grateful for your cock and I'm so grateful for your ass and I'm so grateful for your thighs and I'm so grateful for your knees but take pauses I'm doing this quick so you get the gist you say that to each other now that might not sound super sexy but bodies love it bodies like soak it up like it is the greatest vitamins going and there's truth behind it which is different than having the agenda of if I tell you you're sexy you'll have sex with me well maybe maybe not but if you tell me that you're grateful for me the chances are you're going to get some good action just saying so um, and if there's genuineness, it's not like a playful game of, I'm so grateful. No, you're not. I already know. Remember I told you, I already know when people truly are, or truly aren't. So it's, there's no, uh, whatever. And so do it with each other, do it in the mirror while you're looking at each other. So for example, I could be looking at the mirror, looking at my partner and through the mirror and saying that you could look at them while they look in the mirror so they can observe you having gratitude for them. It's very rare that we get to actually observe people having gratitude for us and to like observe their entire body. 
right? Because usually, if usually those conversations can happen kind of close, but if you get to look in the mirror while they're saying what they say, and you can see their whole body, you know, for anybody who has any even ounce of awareness of energy, they're going to see how relaxed and turned on the body is that's that's giving the praise and gratitude as much as the person um, that's receiving it. So you can also observe how your body responds when somebody gives you gratitude. Can you actually truly receive it? Your body might cringe, your body might feel awkward and you might not be able to receive that yet. And that is not a wrongness of you. That is just a really huge indicator of trauma, a really huge indicator of abuse and a really huge indicator that you need to put your walls up because you are not willing to be vulnerable enough to receive that. And that's okay, that's where you're at. And if you'd like to move out of that phase uh, of stuff, you can remember, connect with me and we can move through that together. I can move through that with you. So how sweet is it to have the feeling that you can be in front of a mirror, observing somebody who give gratitude to you, or that you can observe each other through the mirrors. You can have multiple mirrors going on for this. So gratitude for the bodies. Then touch. We're moving on to the next one. Touch. Touching each other's bodies with no hidden agenda and see how your body reacts with your partner touching you in front of a mirror. Just touching. How does your body feel to know that somebody's watching you be touched? It can feel a little bit voyeuristic, a little bit exhibitionist. It can kind of add an element of fun. So again, it's breathing it in, breathing the touch in wherever the hand goes. And this is all explorative play. It's all an exploration. This is not about having a destination. This is not about we must find an orgasm. No, this is all exploration. And so we're going to continue the exploration with now how much fun can it be to have your partner so you got a partnership going on and you can hold the mirror for your, your lover while they masturbate in front of the mirror. So the mirror is for them to watch themselves and you get to be the one who is holding. It could be like a handheld mirror and just watch the pleasure on their face while they watch themselves. So that's a really lovely one. And that can be so, it can be so nurturing and so kind to the body that's getting to be watched, especially if you've never seen your own genitals that up close and personal. And it leaves two hands free too, so that you can get a good view, uh, get good simulation and good view going on and multiple stimulation zones going on too. Plus the person holding the, um, the mirror can also have like a hand free to play as well. So you can add that play into with partner play and always, you can always switch it up. You can have the mirror in front of you and have you and your partner um, on the one side, you can observe your partner masturbating you or you can observe your partner. Say for example, one of my favorite positions would be to have, to be having, um, uh, my lover behind me, I'm like straddling me while like stimulating my nipples and masturbating me at the same time. And then to watch that in a mirror, like that's delicious to me. That's just like better than any porn going. And so that's, that's a beautiful option. And then, you know, other options with partner play where, you know, we're doing all kinds of touch. We can do all kinds of things with the touch too. So Anything that you've ever done before with sex, whether it's been um, hot and cold play, whether it's been using toys or, you know, whips or whatever, all of that, throw a mirror in. 
And so everything can be enhanced a little bit by using a mirror. It can, it just changes the dynamic a bit. It changes the energy in the room a bit. And it has, you have an energy of a little bit of voyeurism going on and also has you confront things that maybe you're uncomfortable with, but at the same time can be incredibly healing when you do confront them. So all of that play, all that beautiful play, having stimulating your partner, you know, uh, whatever way you'd like to do it, even just touching to the point where the anticipation is building so much. And you can watch that anticipation in the mirror as you touch every part of their body and, you know, stroking their body in the mirror and they have to watch you stroke them until they literally are about to come and then then by your permission, as we talked about last week, edging um, and control of orgasms, that giving that permission to have that. So you see how you can throw the mirrors into like all the play that we've talked about over 350 episodes of different kinds of play. We can throw the mirrors into this as well, adding a whole other dimension or multiple dimensions, depending on where the mirrors are. If you're an entire room of mirrors, it's fantastic. So one of the things that I mentioned that we're going to talk about today too is talking about different fun positions that can be done in mirrors so you get a different view and just becomes a little bit more exciting and interesting. So partner play, literally think about all the play that you've ever done with a partner and do it in front of a mirror. And you might find that as you're in front of a mirror, it does change things a bit and it does enhance things a bit. So it becomes different into itself. Your, you know, your standard missionary sex can become really quite fun in front of a mirror. It just changes it. So things that seemed maybe boring before, if you feel like you're stuck in a rut, add a mirror. You know what? It can be that simple. If you feel like you're stuck in a rut, add a mirror, see what changes for you. Because you know what? That mirror can change that very boring dynamic, that rut that you're in, and it can turn it from something very vanilla to something a little bit kink. Isn't that great? And chances are you got a mirror in your house of some sort. So add that mirror and see how you can get out of the rut and add a little yum to that. So we got one more segment left of this show. I encourage you to stick around for some fun, fun positions that can be enticing and more delightful in the mirror as well. So stay tuned. You are listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. And we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Milica Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. 
Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. So the last little segment here that we're talking about is all about positions that are fun, that can be completely enhanced by adding a mirror. Just before break, I kind of gave you a sneak peek. Even a missionary position, and if some of you aren't familiar with that term, that's where the woman's on the bottom and the man's on the top, and it's pretty standard position um, in sex. So even that can be enhanced with a mirror. Whether the mirror's on the ceiling or whether it's on a wall, you can get different views from different perspectives for sure. So just consider wherever you're placing the mirrors that they're going to enhance different views. So are you the one who wants to be the observer? Then putting the mirrors in a position where you can see yourself and where you know you enjoy these positions. So the chances are you're going to see yourself more. Um, then put the mirrors where that's going to show up for you. If you want your partner to see themselves more, you get more turned on by your partner while watching the scenarios, then put the mirrors in the position that will work for your partner. Having a bunch of mirrors in your room can be helpful for that. And if you don't have one, then having ones that can be easily moved are helpful as well. So some of the like wardrobe type mirrors that you can move into different positions around a room, even though they're usually quite long and they're not very, um, they're, they're more like, they're not horizontal mirrors, but they're more vertical mirrors, as I get the right word. Uh, anyway, they tend to, they just give a different view of things, but they work well, so, and you can move them around. Even little mirrors, like a compact mirror, can be useful for viewing up close things. So, uh, for example, if you wanted to reflect an image, um, say, say you're having, um, Okay, so example, say you're doing, and your partner, so doggy style, a uh, heterosexual doggy style, woman's on the bottom, man's behind, and your partner wants to see your pussy while you're, you're having sex, you can put a mirror, a large enough mirror just underneath you, kind of like a, a makeup style mirror, or even like, you know, one like the size of your face, um, underneath your genital area, so that they can see and they can observe the entire scene of penetration, because how many people love watching penetration? Like so many, otherwise pornography wouldn't exist. It's kind of human nature. We love the we love the in and out and we love the wetness and we love all of it. And there's something very delicious about watching penetration going on. So bring out the mirrors, place them in different ways so that you can really uh, enjoy the entire show. So that's, that's just like standard, just consider mirror placements for the different positions that you like. Then you can add literally any of your favorite positions to this. So I think my top favorites would be even missionary as a top favorite would be up there. I had a friend in high school whose parents had a mirror on their bed and uh, even not having sex in that bed was fun. Just going and lying on that bed when, whenever that friend of mine had a party and we would just like check out the bed. It was something highly erotic about that it was so great. So just lying down and seeing yourself in the mirror was great. So if you can get a bed with a mirror on the top, it was a canopy bed they had, it was great. Um, but you could get them on the, on the actual ceilings. You can, yeah, put them on the walls. The, you know, wall mirrors were great in the 70s. They were like everywhere, but people were far more into like um, 
you know, I think because not everybody had uh, videos then, so you couldn't watch yourself. You needed the mirrors to be able to have crazy sexcapades in the 70s. So mirrors were everywhere. We had like a wall of mirrors growing up and uh, fun, fun. So missionary, we're going to add to it by either having mirrors on the top, mirrors on the side so that you can watch. You can just turn your head and see the whole action going on. You could have mirrors from behind so that you can also watch your um, whoever's on top, you can, the person can view from the behind scene. And so woman on top, man on top, doesn't really matter. All of these super sexy, especially if, um, you know, if your partner has a thing about back and, you know, you're riding your partner and, but they also like, they like the frontal view. They want to see your face, but they also want to see your ass. Not saying that I know anybody like that. Maybe, maybe a married one. Um, that having a mirror behind so they can see your ass while they see your face is a pretty awesome choice. So that's that's a pretty good way to go too. And literally the gamut is huge. Like if you can think of it, you can do it in front of a mirror. But if you're not comfortable in front of a mirror by yourself, do not think that you are ready to go and fuck in front of a mirror. I said the F word for the first time in this entire show. Um, do not think that that is your target. Like first you need to be comfortable in and with yourself in front of a mirror. And that's why I gave you those hints and tools and different things to do for self-exploration to build up to that. And some of those favorite positions like missionary, like doggy style, like, you know, getting creative up against a mirror where even if the mirror is big and it is on a wall and it's like totally fixed to the wall that, um, you know, you could even be pressed up against the mirror while you're being penetrated from behind. Super sexy. So you can see yourself, your partner can see you. It's kind of a depth of the mirror that adds something to it as well. It's just delightful. Like I'm just thinking about this stuff and delighting myself all kinds in my own mind. And I'm just like, need to get off the show and go have some fun. So I'm getting off the show in a few minutes. But until then, think about all the things that you've ever enjoyed doing, whether it's eating food or whether it is baking or whether it is doing laundry or whether it's going to the toilet or whether it's having a bath. I don't really care. Whatever you love to do, try it in front of a mirror. See what it's like to observe yourself. It's a great method for understanding more of you to really kind of capture who you are, to capture your essence, because we don't observe ourselves enough. Sometimes we get in our heads trying to understand ourselves, um, and that's trying to be logical and decipher things like the code of our brain, and we're like, but my brain doesn't make sense, and I can't decipher the code. Nah, you just need to observe. Sit back, observe, and as you observe things, they change. Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body. <laughs>